Welcome to the Modern Story Gay Podcast. Each week we'll be bringing you stories from individuals who have suffered from perinatal mood and anxiety disorders, as well as speaking with professionals who are up to date in the latest research and treatment plans. It's important for us to continue this conversation and normalize talking about maternal mental health. We look forward to seeing you here each week as we create a safe space to do that. Today I'm going to be reading Melody's story. I'm 26 years old. United States Army Staff Sergeant, 13 Mike, Rocket Artillery Section Chief. The changes a pregnancy does to a woman's mind, body, and emotions were a far larger experience than I had expected. At least for me it was. Besides the physical changes, of course, I think the biggest way each pregnancy affected me was how it altered how I treated my husband, John. We were in a relationship on a nine-month rotation to Korea, and towards the end of the tour, we started dating. I got pregnant in less than three months of us being together, which did not help the relationship. Myself being a young 22-year-old was also a contributing factor. We were excited, and both of us couldn't have been any happier because all he wanted was a baby of his own, myself as well. John wanted nothing more than to have a baby, so he got what he hoped and prayed for. But what he didn't ask for was who he eventually saw who he was having a baby with. Once we returned from Korea, we immediately got married so I could move out of the barracks and start receiving the extra BAH to support a household for our unborn baby. The rise and fall of my hormones in early pregnancy gave me mixed feelings and I resented my husband. Weeks after we got married, I began to regret ever talking to him. I didn't want to have this baby with him. I didn't even want to look at him. I would be so mean to him and say hurtful things that I can't take back. I could only imagine how I would have felt if the roles were reversed and I was on the receiving end of the hurtful words. I do regret saying those things now to this day, but I can't change that. I always had an attitude towards him. Everything he said or did bothered me. I threatened to get an annulment to our marriage all the time. I wanted to leave him and find my own place to live. The thought of threatening to abort his baby even crossed my mind, although I would have never had an abortion. But just knowing that the option had crossed my mind had later effects on me during my postpartum period. I constantly blamed him for getting me pregnant and halting my career substantially. The pregnancy made me evil towards him, and I don't know how I ever let myself get that way. I was a different person. I honestly don't know why I felt this way and treated him the way I did. I didn't think about how he felt, and I knew he was hurt. Being the man John is, he didn't feel the fire. He just hoped it was only temporary emotions and hormones caused by the pregnancy. I was very early in the pregnancy at this time. It eventually got better for the time being. I believe that being as young as I was and getting married so soon and having a baby factored into a now-failed marriage. Fast forward to post-pregnancy. Within just 48 hours after having the baby, my hormones dropped and they dropped fast, which come to find out is normal for post-childbirth. I became depressed, and I had no idea how long this would last for me. I went on Google to find out why I was feeling the way I was feeling. I wanted it to end. I would cry for no reason at all. I had no idea what was going on. I would hold my baby and never want to let go. The sound of the soft baby music coming out of her string would depress me, make me sad, and make me cry. 
I couldn't listen to it. The sweet sounds reminded me that I now have a tiny human with so much love for, and it triggered heartwarming feelings that made me want to cry. I loved the baby so much I never wanted to put her down. I had to force myself to separate from her while she was asleep so I could clean and cook dinner. I co-slept with her every night. I often found myself holding the baby and just crying because I would get rushes of guilt for just thinking of ever threatening abortion to my husband when I was very hormonal early in the pregnancy. I felt guilt for just knowing my maternal leave was eventually going to end and I'd have to go back to work. During the first couple weeks, I had many thoughts of taking the pregnancy chapter and just calling quits on my army career because of the fear of having to leave her. But before taking actions on any decision, I waited it out and soon enough, the baby booze and depression waves stopped. I became highly motivated to prepare myself to go back to work and complete schooling for promotion requirements. I took the Army Physical Fitness Test, APFT, just at two months postpartum and cleared myself from having to do the postpartum PT program ran at Fort Sill. Midway through my 12-week maternity leave, I received orders to go back to Korea as a permanent party for 12 months, and my husband got his shortly after. Something I constantly feared would happen. My husband and I were both scheduled to go back just over a year after returning from our first tour. At that time, the regulation was 180 days postpartum. You are considered fully cleared, or in other words, obligated, to return to full duty, such as attending overnight field exercises, combat training rotations, deployment, and dependent restricted tours. I was 192 days postpartum by the time my report date arrived. My daughter was six months old. As for our MOS, the only overseas duty location we perform operations at is Camp Casey, South Korea. Inconveniently, this is a dependent restricted area and no civilian spouses or children may occupy you on that tour. Meaning I had to find care for my six month old baby for an entire year while we were away. At this point, I had no choice but to either go to Korea or terminate my service to provide care for my child. It came down to, do I want to provide a better future for her and lose the security of stability and income I'm providing for my family or terminate military service? John wanted me to decline my orders and become a stay-at-home mom, but that's not what I wanted. And either way, he supported what I wanted to do, despite whatever he felt was the right decision for our child. I feel as I serve a purpose in this military, and I can influence and make changes that will leave a lasting impact on the soldiers and maybe one day the entire army. So I decided to leave the baby with my father to fulfill our military obligations in another country. Little did I know, this only made me feel far more guilty than I felt when I was going through the post-delivery baby blues. Looking back, and I don't know how to do this, I shut out all my feelings and made myself forget how to have feelings. I don't know if I can adapt and adjust to any changing situation in the army or what, but I was able to drop off my daughter with my dad and get up the following morning while she was asleep and leave. Poof. Gone. I had no emotions when I left. I didn't cry. I didn't feel sad. I wasn't happy, but I was more so numb than anything. I must have put myself in a completely different mindset and turned that emotion switch off in my brain. I did miss her every day, and I watched her grow into a toddler through occasional FaceTime and pictures. I was so mad at myself for doing that to her. She needed me. 
I believe a mother and baby should never be separated that young, especially if the baby is breastfed. But I did it anyway. I felt that it was so selfish of me to just up and leave so fast after having her. I couldn't forgive myself for missing her first words, first steps, first everything. My first child I missed out on so much, and I feel terrible about it. Only two months into our second tour in Korea, I unexpectedly became pregnant a second time. I had mixed emotions about it, but we were excited because we saw it as another opportunity to experience everything we missed with our first baby. I thought I could finally be a mother and care for a baby. Unfortunately, I miscarried a few days after discovering I was pregnant. I was distraught because I never experienced losing a pregnancy before. We reflected a bit and figured that it wasn't the best time to be pregnant and have a baby since we were on a dependent restricted tour. I had plans to earn my next promotion before having a second child, so I decided to get back on birth control. Still, before I could make it to my appointment to get prescribed the medication, I was already pregnant again with our second daughter. This meant I had to leave the country and return stateside. I did wish at the time I could have completed my tour in Korea for career development reasons. I was worried about this pregnancy, which reminded me of how I would be become towards John based on the previous experience. However, I kept reminding myself not to let my hormones bring out the worst in me, but I still let it. I ended up resenting John and I said things that hurt his feelings. I don't know what it was about me being pregnant and wanting to get divorced all the time. I would get angry with him for just about anything. Fortunately, that only lasted a short period. We returned home early and reunited with our then 14-month-old toddler, who had no idea who we were and was scared of us. That didn't make me feel good. A baby that I carried, birthed, breastfed, and spent so much time with wanted nothing to do with me. That was an experience that I still reflect on to this day. How I felt when she rejected her mom and dad. But I know she was very young, which was normal behavior for children to have when their memory is not going to activate, especially at that age. It didn't take long for her to warm up to us, which was reassuring to me that she slowly began to realize who her mom and dad were just by human instinct. We were separated from our daughter for a total of seven months, and that felt like a lifetime. It felt as if I came home to a completely different child. She was a lot bigger and heavier than when I left before. She had a personality. She said a handful of words. She looked different, had teeth, different hair, and walked. I just kept wishing the whole time I could have pressed pause when I left and resume right where we left off. But obviously it didn't, and we will never get work that way. We went home back to Fort Sill and in process into our new units. If I went back thinking I wouldn't have to prepare to have leave again mentally, I'd be insane. No matter what unit we went to in our brigade, we would have to leave fairly soon again. Luckily, John got a job at a training unit that stabilized him for three years stateside with no deployments. I was scheduled to deploy the following year. Several months later, I gave birth to our beautiful second daughter. I had the same experiences, just about exactly as I did with the first. But this time I kept telling myself it was temporary and it won't last long. I cried a lot and had lots of thoughts of getting out of the army. Sure enough, it only lasted a couple of weeks and I went back to my normal self. This experience was extremely similar to the first. However, this delivery and post-delivery was a better experience than the first. I started exercising getting back into shape for another promotion requirement school.
I took the PT test for postpartum exactly 28 days after pushing a baby out. I amazed myself with that one, especially with how high I scored on the grading scale. All while doing this, I had turned that emotion switch off. Now I feel like I put my children on the back burner to do what is required of me in the army. I still, to this day, feel guilty about it. Just a couple months before my second daughter's first birthday, I was on a plane and headed back to Syria for a nine-month deployment. When I said my goodbyes, I was already emotionally prepared and had no emotions when leaving. I try to think about the positives with this baby. I witnessed some of her first, first words and first steps, but I still missed out on a lot of other firsts. During this deployment, I had gone four months without a single FaceTime to the girls because we didn't have Wi-Fi on the fob I was staying on. Eventually, the off-post got Wi-Fi, and even then, it was terrible. FaceTime rarely worked, but that was just something I had to accept being where I was at. Resources were very scarce. Right now, I'm still currently deployed, waiting out my final days until I come home. I don't know how my daughters will react after being gone for so long. This was the second time I left my oldest daughter in less than two years, and the first time I left my second daughter, her only being 11 months at the time of departure. Like I previously said, I'm guilty of leaving so often in such little time with knowing how young they are. But being so young, they probably won't remember this when they're older, right? However, I will. And that's probably the biggest reason why I have mom guilt. At times, it feels as I could just come and go into their lives. I can't always be there for them like I want to. I do feel a huge detachment between myself and my daughters. My oldest daughter is attached to her dad and always has been. She would never want mom if she were upset or when she woke up in the middle of the night. It was always John. My youngest daughter was a huge mama's girl and always wanted her mom. And I took that away from her when I left for deployment. The guilt of that one still sits with me every day. But since my mother-in-law was living with us, she's become more attached to her grandma now. I hope things resume to the same as I left, but I'm also ready to accept that it probably won't. Out of everything that's happened during and after my pregnancies, as made me regret many things I've said and done, leaving my children behind and missing out on their first years, mistreating their dad during the early weeks of pregnancy. I hold those regrets because it makes me feel guilty to this day and the depression waves come and go. I'm a completely different person after having these girls, and I'd be lying if I said these pregnancies didn't create chances for me mentally and emotionally. But I'm thrilled that they were put into my life because they are, two be- they are the two best little girls I could ever imagine having. I miss them so much, but I'm stuck with these feelings set aside to have made it through my overseas tours without them. I hope the readjustment at home is easy as the first one, but things are a little different this time. My oldest is a curious three-year-old, and she is now more aware of her surroundings and notices when her parents are not around. My youngest is now just over 18 months, and I think she will be the hardest one to adapt to me when when I get home. Either way, I hope the outcome doesn't depress me or change my views on things about the Army. If it does, I know the Army provides many resources to help me through the readjustment phase and providing me with any help I may need. I don't wish I had done things any differently because I know things I had accomplished while deploys have impacted the soldiers under me and around me. The missions were completed and I served a huge role in completing operations at a combat location serving the country I love to serve. Being a mother in the military is not easy. And if it is for for some women, 
the more power to them. It feels at times I have to choose between the two because of how often I face having to leave them being in a combat deployable MOS. I hope it doesn't have long-term effects on my children like it does some. This is just something that will never sit right with me, but I love what I do and I will continue and serve until I have no way or no one to care for my kids anymore when I have to leave again. Until next time.